0: all welcome to the first episode of mouse ears and magical chats i'm mary beth and i'm here with my co-host jenny and jessica today you're going to get to know us and what we plan to bring you in this new podcast and at the end we're going to give you a little snack of what we're going to bring you with our favorite tips and some news from jenny so jenny why don't we start with you what's your uh, personal disney story what brought you to disney
1: so the, the funny thing with me is that people think that I grew up going to Disney constantly. And my first trip was when I was 11. My parents did not have a ton of money. It was our first real vacation. They had saved for years. And when we went, we I remember we flew out of Albany. And my sister and I had never even like seen an escalator before. So we were in the Crossgates Mall. We're riding the escalator. We think we are living our best life. And like, it's so funny because little did we know what we were going to then experience at Disney World, which was going to, you know, put those escalators to shame. So it was just such an amazing experience. My parents saved. We stayed at the temporary theme park view. It was just nothing I had ever experienced before or had even known was possible to experience I'd always wanted to go to Disney World and then going for the first time was just so different than what I even expected and I completely fell in love I had always been obsessed with Disney movies I actually have a collection of different Disney figurines that I started when I was really little but again, I went, my first trip was when I was 11. I did not go back to Disney World until I was 24 years old. So a huge time span. I did not grow up going. I was fortunate enough to go to Disneyland in California three times while I was in college because I played on the softball team at Plattsburgh State. And we would fly to California for spring training every year. And we always took a trip for the day into Disneyland. And then The the next time that I went to Disney World, my second trip was with my husband. So I was 24 the next time I went. So this huge span, but it just had such an impression on me. I had never again experienced anything like that in my childhood. And it just, every little thing from the pizza delivery to our room with the two, you know, it had Mickey ears, those personal pizza Mickey ears. The effects on these rides, and the music, and the castle—I had just, I—it was, it was a fairy tale. So it just stuck with me from the beginning, and I just became completely obsessed. Fast forward to having children, I then gotten in a few trips. Wanted to be able to take my children once a year. Was looking for different ways to fund these trips. Tried some multi level marketing type businesses, just didn't align with who I was, was not passionate about it, didn't pan out. And amazingly, my husband, one of his most favorite teachers, was a travel agent. My husband reached out and said, You know, my wife loves Disney, would love to possibly get into being a travel agent that specializes in Disney. We met with him. It's Vinso Driscoll, he owns a travel agency in Plattsburgh as well. He's phenomenal. And we met with him and he had met my agency owner that I ended up working for at a conference in the Caribbean. And he got me in contact with her and the rest is history. I started working for Litterini Travel, planning people's Disney trips. And it just exploded. And I think it's one of those things when you find what you're meant to be doing, what you're passionate about. It just, the people come to you. And the business exploded. I now have a full-on partner that services all my Disney trips with me. We work with countless families in the area. And again, it's like I'm there every day. A kid, first time at Disney because I'm experiencing it through all my clients' eyes for their first trips. Or even if they're Disney veterans and have been more than I have been. They use me for the benefits of using a travel agent or just having that extra backup of someone behind them. Um, It just is what I love to do, and it was a wonderful opportunity. And now I do get to visit three to five times per year, depending on the year, between work and personal trips. And it just is always going to have a very special place in my heart. I love that my children now experience that magic. I get to watch it through their eyes. I get to watch it through my client's eyes. And it's just, I could not be more fulfilled doing it. So I wanted to definitely share this with everybody that I could. So when Mary Beth came to me with the idea about the podcast, I wanted to jump right in. So thank you, Mary Beth, so much.
0: Uh, Jenny, I just want to say that I went to the wrong school. That they took you to Disneyland because I played Potsdam pop softball. Oh, did you? I did not know that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So we went to Florida to Fort Myers, and there was no Disney World. There was no
1: Disney World. We'll no. have to check. We'll have to catch up later because I wonder if we played each other. I think I we probably did.
0: We probably did. Uh, but so that brings us Jessica. Tell us about your Disney story.
2: Um, yeah, I so I'm Jess. I live in upstate New York in the same area as Jenny, and we grew up together. We knew each other as kids. I did get to go to Disney when I was little. It's like one of my very first memories um, of family travel going trying to get to disney world when i was i think i was in kindergarten it may have been the year before and in the beautiful times of like the fun that is airline travel we ended up getting bumped on our flight and i remember crying because i was on my way to see mickey and then had to wait and my dad explained to me like this is okay we're actually going to get free tickets to go somewhere else again. And we ended up using our free tickets to go back to Disney. So my travel origin story was like quickly learning that you have to be flexible and things happen, but it actually meant more magic because I totally fell in love with Disney. We had like really wonderful family memories on both of those trips when I was little traveling with um, my siblings when I was younger, and some cousins, and uh, my parents, and then visiting grandparents who would winter in Florida, and we would scoot over to Disney whenever we could, basically. And um, like Jenny, I had a really long gap as life, as, ha- as things happen, right? You go to college, or um, you start working, and it's a lot harder when you're having to take time off and finance travel. And so we had a really long gap. And then when I started planning for the first time, really planning a family trip as an adult in 2017, after my son was born, um, I actually worked with Jenny. Jenny was my travel agent and she helped us (laughs) book our first family trip. And that was my first experience. You know, usually it was my parents or my older sister who were planning our family trips and I kind of got to go along for the ride, which was really fun. But planning was like a whole new aspect of Disney magic for me. I knew I loved the parks. I knew I loved all of the details of all the logistics and, uh, between working with Jenny and doing lots and lots of research on my own, that was the magic spark for me as a Disney adult. Um, really like, having the control of all the possibilities. You know, we hear often that Disney world is as big as many cities in the world. And the options are really endless and every trip is different. No matter how often you go, if it's every 10 years or if it's three times a year, you can have a different trip every single time. And that all of those possibilities really um, sparked some magic for me. And I love talking about Disney. I'm happy to be here to talk with some other Disney adults about just all the possibilities in Disney travel, whether it's Disney World, Disneyland. My husband and I just came back from a really wonderful Disneyland trip, just the two of us this fall. And um, we're headed to Disney World again in January of 2024 for a big family friend combo trip. And um, it's all that planning. It's all the kind of scheming, how to save money to be able to go as often as possible, and add some magical extras, as Disney calls them, and you know, figuring out what what the fun's going to be each time, and looking forward to it. And then when you're there, actually making it happen, and getting to go with other people, and kind of see the happiness that it brings them. Um, That's my favorite thing about Disney, connecting with the community, seeing how inclusive the Disney community can be, how welcoming it is, and how everybody can really build their own Disney experience. And it's a little bit different for everybody, but when you start talking with other Disney fans, there's just an immediate connection. And um, yeah, I really love it. I love the, the disconnect from the stress of regular life. When you're there, it's so immersive and really gives you a break and a chance to connect with the people you're traveling with. And, um, and you know, if you don't get to do all the things that you originally planned to do on a trip, you get to go back and try and see what what's in the next one. And, and that's just a lot of fun. It's a fun thing to dream about and think about and talk to other people about.
1: So I'm excited to get to do that with you all. And Jess really brings um, something different to the table too, because she's actually her family is a Disney vacation club member as well. So it's a whole different aspect and way to experience Disney than just booking a trip with a travel agent or on your own as well. Yeah, we there's lots of ways to do Disney.
2: even so we do a DVC trip um every year or two. It's kind of depends on the cycle, how it works, but I still end up booking little side trips uh in addition to our D V C trips and we love them all whether we're staying at Pop or we're staying we um our home resort is Copper Creek at Wilderness Lodge and we love it there. But uh there's just yeah it's it's a great there are a lot of different ways to do Disney and I love all of them.
1: So <laughs> any way to get there.
2: Yeah exactly as often and in, in just uh yeah as often as we can. Marybeth, what's your Disney story?
0: Well I did not go until I was a true adult. Uh, my family had never gone to Disney, and I got my first, like, big girl job after grad school, and my friend invited me down because he was a Disney cast member at the time, and he ran through every park as fast as we could and blew my mind. I, was, I thought this was amazing, and I wanted to go back, but it had it was a while before I went back. But I'm in a a law enforcement job and it's stressful. So I was looking for kind of things to do to, to be less stressed. So Disney offers that for me. And I bet for a lot of people out there, because when you go to Disney, you're in this like alternative Disney bubble lifestyle where everyone's trying to make you happy and Everyone there is happy. Yes, there's the crying kids and things like that. But that's life. Um, But overall, it's like the Disney bubble that I love and draws me back. So to keep in that, I started making mouse ears on the side. And I have this business, Poison Apple Blonde, where I sell mouse ears and things like that. But it keeps me going between my trips and pretty much keeps my stress level down. So now I go maybe two or three times a year. My husband likes to pretend he doesn't love Disney, but I secretly know he does. So we do try to, to go <laughs> fairly often. He really likes the the wine and food festival. But that's my, my Disney story. And I'm hoping to keep it going with now this next adventure that we're doing, this podcast. So I was hoping you guys could tell me about your favorite Disney memory. What about you, Jenny?
1: Oh gosh, there's so many. Uh, my favorite, the one that sticks out into my in my head is when I was my first trip. Um my f- favorite Disney memory from that trip was we ate at uh, uh where am I? Tony's Town Square. So my favorite Disney memory from when I was 11 is we were eating at Tony's Town Square. And this like parade of characters came by and, you know, we're eating and it to me, it's like the super fancy restaurant on Main Street, you know, right in that first entrance of the park and walking right by the restaurant goes Snow White and trailing behind her are the seven dwarves and my mouth just dropped. And um, I believe it was our first evening there in the parks, the first time we had entered the parks and that just like I can still tell you what I was wearing, what music was playing, um, everything about that moment. I was eating my spaghetti and I saw the dwarves and, you know, it was just this real magic come to life. It was, it was incredible. My favorite memory as a mother then, because it completely changes once you go back with your kids Mm -hmm. um, is happily ever after. What it's just our favorite fireworks show. I loved Wishes. I I love them all.
0: Did you cry Happy- when you brought
1: your kids? Yes. Yeah. So much. <laughs> and so Gracie went when she was uh three. And then we brought Nicholas when he was three. And then George, my my youngest, his first trip, he was four months old. But then wish so Happily Ever After would play and we wouldn't stop and watch it. We always are literally re- start at Splash Mountain because we like to be on Splash Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain when Happily Ever After starts and watch the fireworks and then my favorite memory and and we do this every time and especially now that they brought they brought Happily Ever After back we then are like run walking sprinting you know through um frontier land into fantasy land cutting through to get to Space Mountain and we end our trip Riding Space Mountain as many times as we possibly can. But while we're running from the back of the park to the front, you know, the closing song of Happily Ever After after the fireworks show is playing and we are just screaming it at the top of our lungs. You're passing other people singing the song. And that's just my favorite thing. And then when they brought it back last year, Happily Ever After, we went just for that. And my daughter... Gracie who may or may not sometimes make an appearance I guess on the podcast she's a little older she's 16 but just crying tears of joy because it's her favorite thing because that's her best Disney memory so just knowing that we've created that for her that that's going to be special for her for the rest of her life when she brings her kids makes me want to cry right now but that's what Disney (laughs) does to you. But oh, yeah, wow. those are some real core memories right oh, there. Core memories. And just the fact that every time you go, you, like Jess had said earlier, you experience something different. There's so many possibilities and sometimes even just not planning it out and letting the Disney magic happen to you. Those are going to be your best memories. Oh, yeah. What about you? Jess? Yeah.
2: Ugh, too many memories. I know. Um, it's so hard to pick. <laughs> so many good memories. And yeah, and that's what makes me want to keep going back, right? Um, But a more recent one that's kind of in line with my love of planning was when Kite Tales was going on still at Animal Kingdom, the water kite jet ski uh, extravaganza, whatever (laughs) whatever that show was. Um, We were... On a January 2022 trip with my mom and my husband's grandmother, my husband, the kids and I, we like to um, do the two bedroom suite thing and bring family members or go with friends. That's like a big part of DVC for us. And so we were there and um people we were at animal kingdom it was this beautiful january day really sunny and we were just starting to like need a break and need something to eat and i had my little schedule of when different things were going on and i knew kite Tales was going to start pretty soon so i said let's go over to flame tree barbecue and we got Um, We mobile ordered and we got a table and we were sitting down in the area by the water and I didn't say anything to anyone because I just had this twinkle in my eye about what was about to happen. And so we were sitting and um, starting to eat and then all of a sudden kite tails started and my mom and my husband's grandmother both were like, did you know this was going to happen? Because we had a front row seat on the water and they just thought that was the coolest thing. And I was like, of course I knew this was going to (laughs) happen. Like I just, I felt like I got to sprinkle a little bit of magic on our lunch because yeah, I knew it was coming and I love the anticipation of like knowing I was about to blow their minds with a, like with a, with a lunch front row seat to this fun show and the music and keeping the kids entertained while we ate. And, um, they didn't know. And it, it just surprised them and it was a lot of fun And it. Yeah. That's like the kind of moment I really love is like all the, when all the planning and all the researching and all the scheming, like comes together and just makes a little moment for the people I'm traveling with. I, I love that but so many memories right from childhood and but this is the the phase of this is the disney era that i'm in right now is like just trying to um see all of that prep work and research and scheming come together and make like these magical (laughs) magical moments yeah it was really fun and we'll never get that one again because kite tails is done done. so on to the next one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on to the next scheming
0: And what about your favorite Disney memory, Mary Beth? Uh, Mine is my first Run Disney event because I am loving Run Disney at this point. Um, My first one was years ago now, but it was the Princess Half Marathon. And my friend had asked me, so this is the first time I was back since that first time I had gone. And we stayed at Shades of Green, which I didn't even know existed at that point because she was in the military. It was, which made it a much cheaper trip, but it was also way fun. Um, And we dressed up as princesses. I was the Little Mermaid at the time. And yes, I had to get up at 3 a.m., but it was 100% worth it because you get to run past all of these characters. And then that moment when you run into the Magic Kingdom, and it's like all yours, just all these runners that are loving it. Um, is that's the magic for me. So I have not done a princess half marathon since then. So I have not run through the magic kingdom like that. Um, I'm usually in the other runs, which have run in Hollywood studios and Epcot, but I look forward to doing the princess again, because that, that has become a core memory for me, just running into magic kingdom. And I know that I'm going to get Jess to run one of these soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I will come and cheer you on and eat a churro. Yes, <laughs> would you run? Also magical. I do. I would love
2: Run Disney is on my list. It's on my list for this next phase of life. Like
1: <laughs> yeah. you know, I do people really run the whole time or do some just like you it's know a, it's a mixture. They uh they
0: do this uh Galloway method or um, they promote the Galloway method, which is a run-walk. You, you mm. run so long and you walk for so long. And it really works out well because, like, you run and then you're going to want to take a picture with characters. I'm a drive-by kind of picture taker. Like, I like to keep going. So I run up to, like, where they are and take a picture or, like, a, a selfie. And then I keep going. But lots of people like to stand in line and actually get their picture and have that little individual time with the characters. I could do that. That I could do, I think. You know, they have they have not just half marathons. They have a five K, ten Ks. The springtime one I'm gonna do is a ten miler. they have wow. a marathon weekend coming up.
1: I could do a five K. See? There you go. We do a five K.
0: <laughs> we meet some characters. It'll be fun.
1: Did they, you know how like in regular marathons they're like passing out water along the route? Do they do that with like Dole Whip or anything? <laughs> I wish it was Dole
0: Whip, but no. It is, it is water and Gatorade. Okay. i like how have your to consider. Went. Okay, okay. <laughs> that'll be our recommendation to Disney that we add Dole
1: Whip to the runs.
2: Dole Whip to the runs. Yes. Well, you know where they do have Dole Whip is at Moonlight Magic events. And I'm hoping Disney really makes you wait to plan as a planner. This is a struggle, but registering for Moonlight Magic. um, There's one at Epcot while I'm on my trip in January. So registration is not until like the second week of January. So um, by the time this goes up, we'll be really close to registration day. But boy, they make you wait to see if you're going to get to go. But hopefully I will um, get to talk to you guys about. A moonlight magic event. That's cool. Right, and I've, that's a
1: DVC event, right? You have yeah.
2: To to yeah, you have to be a DVC member, a direct member who bought a contract through Disney directly. Um, mm. And they're a little tricky to get into, so I'm told. I haven't done one, but they do give you lots of snacks are included in the event. So oh, if we cool. make it there, I will eat a Dole Whip for you, and I will report <laughs> Thank you. back. <laughs> um, on how that in the goes.
0: future, can you take friends to this?
2: Absolutely, yeah. You oh, okay, can. This you can. In our
1: future, Johnny, this is <gasps> yeah. I want to go to Moonlight Magic.
2: Motivations, right? So now we have Run Disney and Moonlight mm-hmm. Magic on our Disney bucket list. Done. Nice. Yes.
0: Well, good because we have a lot to tell people that listen to us in the future because. Y'all that are listening to us, you can expect to hear Disney news updates, because as you heard, Jenny is a travel agent, so we kind of have behind-the-scenes knowledge of what's happening to a certain extent, which is awesome. We're going to do trip reviews, dining and resort views, tips and tricks, because we have all gone to Disney a lot, and we have a lot of knowledge for you guys, and we can't wait to, to keep that going, which, before we leave today, we wanted to give you some new Disney news. Jenny.
1: So, yeah, so I obviously have to stay on top of all of this stuff. I have clients traveling every month. So, I like to make sure I am in as in the know as possible so that my clients are in the know and then they can make their choices. So, you know, as a travel agent, I'm educating. So, I am completely, you know, just watching my emails. We get emails directly from Disney once things are officially announced. Um, You know, coming, starting up in the new year, they have the, they announced more dates for the after hours events. If you're not sure what that is, anybody can buy a ticket for an after hours event. You don't need a regular park ticket for that. It's when they have the parks open in the evenings um, just for ticket holders and they only sell a certain amount of tickets. So you're guaranteed to like walk onto rides. I've done them at the Magic Kingdom and I've done them at Hollywood Studios. And it truly is great. I have clients that go and will just do after-hours events and not even do regular park days just because you can do so much during an after-hours event. So, for example, we did one at Hollywood Studios. We walked on to Rise of the Resistance. It's also complimentary premium ice cream bars, sodas, bottled waters, popcorns at these after-hour events, all complimentary and guaranteed low weights for rides. They do them at the Magic Kingdom, they do them at Hollywood Studios, and they are brand new now, have them at Epcot. And if you go to Epcot, you can just ride Guardians of the Galaxy. You do not need an individual lightning lane or a virtual queue, which I know if some of you are new to Disney, individual lightning lane virtual queue probably sounds like I'm speaking a foreign language. That would be an example of something we might do a future podcast on. Just to educate you. But yes, highly recommend those After Hours events. Also, starting in the new year is going to be Epcot's Festival of the Arts. Epcot always has some kind of festival going on. I will be attending Festival of the Arts. So I will be reporting back on that to you and be able to share. And I believe, Jessica, your trip falls during Festival of the Arts too. So if that's something you want to, as our listeners, deciding you want to go and experience you can contact us and I, you know, I can help you set up that trip for next year. Another thing that I am so excited about, I think every Disney adult, every Disney person is excited about this, but park reservations are going to be done as of January 9th. You do not need park reservations. That was something they had introduced during COVID times to help them keep track of the occupancy in the parks and keep the numbers down and just make sure that with all the social distancing and then they just kind of stuck with it. But those are going away. It's just going to make planning your trip and flexibility of hopping around or changing things on the fly. Once you're on the trip, it's going to be so much more, it's going to make it so much more convenient. And then dining plans are coming back in the new year as well, which I think our next podcast is going to focus on that. There's a lot of info Disney is constantly changing. It's really hard to be an expert, even if you're at Disney every month and you live it and breathe it. There's so much to it. So, you know, tune into our podcast because we're going to try to help keep you on top of all of the newest offerings Disney has.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Jenny. So before we close out today, we wanted to give you some of our favorite Disney tips Uh, I'm going to start with, just because you just heard from Jenny, and I know that we've said that she's a travel agent, but I had never used a travel agent. I went to Disney a bunch, and I loved, loved planning every aspect of it. So I thought I'd never want to use a travel agent. And she's like, we just, it's free to you. Would you mind trying? And I said, sure. So I had her book for me. I still made my own reservation stuff because I enjoy that, but that's something they can do for you. But that was right before COVID had hit. And of course, Disney shut down and I had my trip plan, and people were on the phone for hours and hours at that point and, to try to change their trips. And I didn't have to do that at all. <laughs> I told Jenny when I wanted to go and I think I changed it probably two other times after that. And she did all of that work for me and never did I even feel guilty that I kept changing it. My dad always says, because he loves to go with me, because I change things all the time and add people and subtract people. And he's like, she must be real. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like,
1: she does it with a smile on her face. So I would never know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone who books with me. So I I work for you, not not Disney. So yeah, I mean, seven, eight hour whole times during COVID. But I did it all with a smile on my face because I was just so appreciative. I had people that trusted to book with me that I had clients to help. So yeah. Yeah. And we're free. We're
0: complimentary. Yeah, exactly. It was perfect. So that's my huge Disney tip. Use a travel agent. I will never go back. And now, obviously I loved her so much. I asked her to do a podcast.
1: <laughs> so there's something there. Well, I, yeah. And we've been working together now for, for years. So yeah. well, I yeah. feel like I, you know, I get to know my people and, and they become turned from clients to friends and, It's just a great, I just think it enhances the whole experience for everybody.
2: Jess, what's your Disney tip? Oh, my favorite tip (laughs) is to, well, in the tip of the top of mind, the tip that's top of mind today (laughs) is to um, remember to use Disney gift cards. And we can talk about that more in depth at another time, but especially around the holidays, There are some really great deals on Disney gift cards at some big, like national chain stores. Um, Some of them are are electronic delivery, some they'll actually mail to your house, some you can go buy at a store. But uh, as a DVC member, we get our annual dues bills. I got mine last night. Um, And, you know, it's a significant investment in your trips because you'll have them for 50 years um and so one way that we make that possible is by uh planning all year long to set aside a little bit of money every month so that when these gift card deals come up around the holidays i i go ahead and take advantage of those and then we pay our dues and save literally hundreds of dollars um if you're a costco member or sam's club member target member throughout the year I'll save anywhere from 5 to 15% on the face value of those cards. So that is how we finance the Disney habit. Um, so we'll talk about it more, but explore those Disney gift card savings deals. If you want to go, you want to save some money, make it possible to buy more snacks, buy more Dole Whips, go on <laughs> more trips. That is a really good way to do it. And you can always stack those gift card deals on top of promos that Jenny lets us know about from Disney directly so yeah we can explore savings more sometime but Disney gift card deals tis the season for lots of things and also for saving on your Disney travel
1: I think the Disney gift card or any type of savings advice that Jess can give our listeners is valuable because when I'm helping all these people plan their trips that's the number one you know a lot of people are saving for these trips and it might just be a one one time thing and every little bit helps so I think that's going to be a lot of really valuable information that you'll be able to share awesome all right
0: so we're going to wrap it up for today next time that you hear from us we are going to be talking about the Disney dining plan since it's coming back and it's really Has a lot to it. So Jenny's going to give us a whole bunch of information on that. And you can find us Wednesdays. Uh, We're going to drop you a podcast weekly. Uh, Anything
1: else, ladies? No, but thank you, Mary Beth, so much for this opportunity and kind of pulling us together for this. I really think we're going to be able to share a lot. And I hope everybody continues to tune in. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So fun.
0: All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone.